All right, so glad you came tonight. Thought some of you would be at home with maybe stew and cornbread or something like that uh, in a warm place, but you came and I'm so glad you're here. Uh, Alan mentioned the Chinese class. So this, this coming Sunday morning, I'm gonna teach the uh, Chinese class, then I'll preach afterward. And I always like being with those, with those folks. Uh, a few years ago, I did a parenting series uh, with the same group that I think lasted three weeks, maybe. And um, it, it's just good because they're translating while I'm spe obviously speaking in English. And every once in a while, people smile. And I didn't realize I said anything to make people smile. And sometimes I thought it, what I said would make people smile, and nobody smiled. And, so I have to kind of stay on my toes in there, but wonderful, wonderful people. Uh, we're going to be in Philippians, so uh, if you've got a phone or if you've got a paper Bible, uh, I'm still bringing a paper Bible. I, I like my paper Bible because I can highlight it, and I realize you can highlight on uh, Kindle as well, but I like that. Um, I brought my other pair of glasses. Okay, I've been wearing glasses since fifth grade. Mrs. Walker, she asked me why I was copying the wrong thing down off the board, and I told her I couldn't see it very well, and she had me move up to the front row, and then one day she told my mother, I think he needs glasses, and I've been wearing these kind glasses uh, ever since, uh, not saying glasses, but glasses ever since, and contacts for a season, but these are glasses I wear sometimes, I usually don't wear these in this room, if you can see them. I usually don't wear these at night, but I do wear them in the daytime. And I wear them on trips, especially when I'm up against that sun. And I like to wear these glasses because they do a real, they do a good job of being a filter. You know, a filter. If I wear these glasses, and the sun is so bright. You know what it's like, hot July sun. And oh my goodness, you know, your eyes just, I'm squinting because I, the sun is just so bright. If I wear these glasses, I'm not squinting. And, and I'm much more comfortable. Eyes don't get near as tired. Lots of us see life through some kind of filter. This is a pretty good filter, in my opinion. Sure, sure helps me a lot. But there are some kind of filters that are more helpful than others. Some kind of filters don't help us all that much. If you grew, grew up, uh, if you grew up in the depression, and you experienced the depression, um, what might your filter? What might not what is, but what might your filter be like as as you experience? life for decades to come. You might think what? Thriftiness, yes. My grandmother there in Searcy, my grandma, Grandma Martin, she used to take soap. If you do this, I'm sorry. She used to take soap before when it was kind of worn out soap and she'd put it together with another piece of worn out soap and another piece of worn out soap and we were supposed to use all that up. And because she'd say, you know, you don't want to waste. You never knew when something like that, Joyce, was going to happen again. 
And grandma told us about how it was. Well, it's a filter. If you grew up in a house where people were always yelling and screaming about something. Well, uh, you know, and then you're, you're, maybe you're dating some guy or some woman and uh, she starts yelling or he starts yelling and it brings back some memories you've tried to forget. A filter, a filter. A filter, a uh, lot, lot of our filters have to do with the way we think, the way we see life, the way we do life. So this is a class. Ordinary people can learn to be brave, can, can learn to, you, if, you wanna, if you like the word courage, uh, how ordinary people can learn to have more courage, or if you want to put how ordinary people can learn to, to have more faith. We're not going to quibble over all those words. You, I, ma- mainly what I'm talking about is th- there's a way to do life where uh, sometimes you've got to navigate some hard things. And sometimes you've got to navigate some hard things kind of one step at a time. One step at a time, okay? And so what we're going to do tonight is be in Philippians and we'll talk a little bit about our filter and the kind of filter that might be pretty helpful to us. Uh, and then there are other filters that aren't all that helpful as people who follow the Lord. So everybody got a handout, okay? Uh, this is really complex up here. You know how many slides there are? There are three. Russ said three. I said three. And, you know, this is the level we're on here or the level I'm on, three slides. But the reason I put together three slides are these are three, I want you to go away thinking about just these three things, okay? Uh, and, And we'll go from there. So if you'll open your Bible to the book of Philippians. Um. This is the only night I anticipate will be in Philippians. By the way, this is being recorded and will be in the book of Philippians. And uh, all of the recordings of this class are available. And uh, I can tell you, uh, or I can help you get to that, put it that way. I may have to send you an email and tell you, tell you where that link is right now because I can't tell you. Uh, but anyway, they're being recorded. And uh, so... I'm, 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 I'm kind of conscious of that because I realize if you're listening to a recording like a guy did this week, you can't necessarily uh, read gestures or read what I'm pointing to on a screen. So I'll try to be conscious of that. Philippians chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4. What we're going to do tonight is look a little bit at filters, look at uh, uh, just, just some really important basics. When I, when I say basic, I don't mean elementary. I mean basic like cement, okay? I I had this friend in Waco. He worked for the highway department, and he had a specialty. His specialty was concrete. He studied concrete back to Italy. He knew about certain kinds. He he could tell you why certain bridges were built with certain kinds of concrete. Well, if that's basic, give me more basic. Because what I know is there are certain certain important things that need to be in place that aren't necessarily elementary, but they are basic and foundational, okay? And we'll do a little of that tonight. 
But what I'm going to do is I don't we don't have time to dissect things tonight. I'm, we are kind of flying over. We're going to fly down and, and, and do a little bit of that. Uh, and then we'll be done uh, right on time. So Philippians chapter one. Um, this begins, this book begins with this uh, section, which in your translation may say tr- Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving in prayer. Uh, my next little section, P- Paul's chains advance the gospel. Uh, but what I want to, I'm just going to read a few verses here. Uh, I want to start though with, uh, oh, verse, uh, the tail end of verse 18, I guess, and we'll read through 20. Uh, Yes, I will will continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. Paul uh, has dealt with some pretty rough treatment, evidently has been imprisoned, Um, will turn out for my deliverance. So I, I, I eagerly expect, verse 20, and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will always have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. I would like to display in my life the kind of courage that honors Christ, that honors Christ. Went over to see Liz and her, uh, her, her daddy years ago was the Dean of Students at Oklahoma Christian. She was one of our elders wives and Charlotte and I went over to see Liz and Ray. They were sitting by the fire. She had just found out she had cancer. And we sat down with them and I, said, I'm sorry, Liz. And she said, well, I'm just concerned. And I said, well, Liz, I'd be concerned too. I mean, I don't know the details of this, but she said, no, I don't think you understand. She said, yeah, I don't want to have cancer. And I'm, you know, a part of that's scary, but I'm really concerned that I honor Christ in cancer like I tried to honor Christ when I didn't have it. And I had to reread these passages again. I mean, she was very serious about that. Is there, is, and Paul says, I, I want to have sufficient courage uh, so that now it's always Christ will be exalted in my body, whether it's by life, by me living, or by me dying. Look at your sheet if you would. We all have a filter. And the filter is the way we see situations, approach challenges, and perceive life in general. The filter is often our way of thinking. As Mel Robbins has said, change your thinking, change your life. Paul, as he begins this letter to the Philippians, says, I want to honor Christ in my body, whether it's by life or my death. That's the way he's thinking. Paul prays that he would have sufficient courage. Now, just for a moment, uh, so we can, we can all get here eventually, because, you know, this is Wednesday night. 
Some of us, we, we're, about, we're about to arrive. We're still trying to catch up. But in what way does our thinking uh, affect the way we view life or the way we do things? How does our thinking affect the way we do life? Kind of a basis for it, yeah. How does that affect us? Y'all ever y'all ever been worried about somebody's thinking? Ooh, spent time with her. Mercy, I wanted to take a bath when I got through with her. You never heard so much commotion and griping and carrying on. And as I'm, I'm quoting my mama, she's from Arkansas. Uh, commotion, griping, and, and carrying on. That just kind of sums up everything else. Well, you know, you kind of worry about somebody's thinking like that. You ever worried about somebody's thinking? You ever been impressed with somebody's thinking? Not how smart they are, but just the way they think about life. You ever been kind of impressed? You've got some heads nodding. Yeah. Look, if you would, again, at the sheet. Uh, there, there, there's a section in Philippians, this is familiar to us, where uh, basically this, this model for for thinking about life, and especially in terms of relationships, Paul's going to say, uh, comes from Christ himself, chapter 2. Uh, therefore, if, you've been, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, I think that's kind of those of us as, as believers, right? United with Christ. If any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and, and one in, uh, of mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. That's a way of thinking, isn't it? Selfish ambition or vain conceit? When you, when you hear selfish ambition, what comes to mind? Politics. Well, let's just stop and talk about politics. It's politics. What else comes to mind when you think about selfish ambition? It's all about what you can accomplish. I got aggravated one day at one of my daughters. She, I think one was in high school, one maybe in middle school. And I walk, I'm, I'm coming home from work and we're just, we're, we're laying back on the, watching television and mama said, come help me. And, and we all, you know, some of us start complaining. Mama's in there cooking their food and we're complaining, uh, you know, and I just walked in and you would never do this, but I'm just walked in and I said, it's all about me. Yeah, it is. It's all about me. Oh, dad. Yeah, well, you know, you just sit here and mom will wait on you and I'll wait on you when I get, you know, change clothes. And I guess that's what we do, isn't it? I mean, but, but, but that can be the way we think, isn't it? It's just kind of all about me in this church. And well, people, when nobody spoke to me. And just, just 
you, you know how that we, we can just, or selfish ambition, what am I going to get out of this? And, and Paul says, you know, don't do anything out of that or vain conceit. In humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of, your, of, of the others. In your relationships with one another, how many people in here does that cover? Unless you've, unless you've pulled back from all the folks, unless you've pulled back from people, that's most of us. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset, have the same thinking mindset as Christ Jesus, who just... Listen to these words as, as Paul begin, describes Jesus Christ, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. And he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. And the model for all of that is Jesus himself. I talked to a lot of ministers uh, over, over the, let's say, over a period of a month or each month. So I'm, on the, I'm, I'm talking to one uh, today, and a lot of these conversations take place uh, through, through video where uh, this person's looking at me and I'm looking at this person, even though this person is on the other side of the country. And this particular minister is a fine guy. He is a fine person. He is skilled. He has a good heart and he loves God and he really loves the church where he is. And he and I were talking through something and there was a, an, an initiative. There was something he really wanted, wanted to see happen. And we were talking about just, just how, how, do you, how do you manage that within yourself? And so I asked him a question. I said, talk to me about how, how do you manage yourself when you really want something and then you start thinking about the discipline of humility? How do you, how do you think about that? And you know why I knew to ask him that? Not because I'm so smart. Well, why did I know how to why to ask him that? Because I looked in the mirror. See, sometimes I want my way a lot of times, and if I forget the discipline of humility, that I could be wrong. And so, there's this wonderful picture of Jesus that Paul paints and says have, this should be your filter. This should be your mindset. 
when I have a certain attitude towards somebody or I'm treating somebody in a certain way, does this even sound like Jesus or does it? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what he's saying? So look at your Bible again. So our model, our model, the, the, the ideal filter is the filter that sees, this, sees things through the lens of Christ, you know, the lens of Christ. And this, his willingness to not try to bend everything to his advantage, but basically to take on the identity of a servant. Now look at the second one. Uh, one of the things we learn in Philippians is that um, while he's our model, uh, the, the power we have for navigating life is not in ourselves. Maybe, maybe that's why he, one reason why he mentioned humility. It's not in ourselves. Look at one, uh, chapter 1, if you would, uh, 15. Is that right? Uh, man, we don't have that much time. Look, look at, never mind. Look at, uh, let's just stay with chapter 2. Look at 2, 2 and 3, and 2, 3 and 4 again. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Selfish ambition or vain conceit. Look at 2.14 through 15. Uh, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure. How about 2.19? I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, but I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him, like Timothy who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interest. Got a bunch of people, they seem to be all concerned about themselves instead of those of Jesus Christ. Now, if I think about navigating through life, and if I think about just, just the way I'm thinking, that my thinking really matters, and I want to model my thinking after that of Jesus, what kind of attitudes could get in the way? What kind of attitudes could get in the way of taking a real step forward? What kind of attitudes? Paul, just pick one that we read. Is that not a very good question? But, I miss Charlotte being in here uh, because every once in a while, you know, when nobody says anything like this, I'll look at her and she'll go, like, what are you trying to say? Or what are you trying to ask? That's my, so I may need you to do that, Beverly. Uh, you are trying to help me, aren't you? So go ahead. That is, yeah, every time you try to do something with them, they're grumbling and complaining. And that is one way we can try to navigate life. And there's not a lot of bravery and not a lot of courage in that. It's, and it's just kind of where we just gripe a lot. 
You know, we just gripe a lot. And I'm not, you know, and are, are we tempted to do that? Is any of us tempted to do that like I am? we got one person in this section. Anybody else tempted to do that? I think we think some of us are, aren't we? Yeah. And what, what, happens to, what, what happens to us when we do a lot of griping and complaining? I forget my blessings? What happens to, to us when we do a lot of griping and complaining? Eventually, people don't want to be around me because, you know, they figured out it's, it's not a lot. Of, it's not real enjoyable, is it? You know, if we're just going to sit at, unless unless you're a griper, too. What else out of that one section uh, where <coughs> selfish ambition, uh, we do a lot of griping and complaining. You see anything else out of what we read out of chapter two? How about 21? Everyone looks out for their own interest. You know, one of the things we've talked about the last couple of weeks is uh, there are a lot of things that come up in life you you didn't necessarily expect or invite uh, and some of them may be super hard and some of them may be just hard, a little hard, but it's still hard. And, and you're trying to kind of, you're trying to take a step forward, but I can't, I, I can get in the way with my thinking. And one way I can get in the way with my thinking is this business of, of I'm just kind of looking out for me all the time. And if I'm looking out for me all the time, I, I can just stay pretty angry at you because you inconvenience me. You know, you inconvenience me. I mean, you, you, go, you go throughout your day and there are just people all over the place that will inconvenience you. You ever just been with somebody at lunch that just pitches a fit because my order was wrong? Okay, you don't want lima beans. Take the beans back. And go. But, but, you know, we're going to go on and on about how people don't listen anymore. And, you know, they don't get the order right in here. And I'm tired of this. And, I mean, just really. I mean, is that the kind of thing where I'm just looking out for, for, what, incon- for what inconveniences me? Or is there something more at stake as I try to navigate life? All I'm trying to suggest is, and I think this is here in Philippians, there are certain attitudes that get in the way of the kind of thinking we're called to in Christ. There just are. Now move, if you would, on your sheet to uh, three. Our power is in Christ. Our our power is in Christ's sufficiency, not in self-sufficiency. I love this familiar section, and I just want to read it again. Uh, look, if you would, at uh, oh, 04. Let's just go to 4, if you would. Isn't this, this is familiar. It's a good section. Uh, chapter 4, verse uh, 4, just after he uh, pleads with Yodi and Seneki to basically get it together. 
He says, rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, let's just think about that for a moment. Look at your sheet, if you would. Uh, Paul's going to later say that he has learned the secret of contentment, but it's a contentment that basically comes from God through Jesus. Taking a step forward um, is something I, th I think we're called to do all the time, and it's, it's kind of a question of, of, of what do I do? Uh, Charlotte called me the other day and she'd had a conversation with one of our daughters and I said, do I need to call her? And she said, I don't think I'd call her right now. And I said, I told her, I said, well, you know, I'm probably going to get one shot at saying whatever I need to say. So I won't call her. And you know, you, you, Sometimes life is kind of like that. You, 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 you just these run-of-the-mill things with these adult kids or these grandkids, and you need to say something. You kind of got one shot, and I just need to take one step forward, and here we go. Sometimes you, it, it's it's a one-step thing. Like sometimes it's a chapter you're in, the cancer chapter, the bankruptcy chapter the chapter of the mess at church, you know, the mess at church, the chapter where uh, one of our family members, they're having all this marriage trouble and it's affecting us all, that chapter, the chapter where I'm having more and more health difficulties and I'm wondering how all this is going to end, that chapter. Now, that's not, a, that's not a call to a child, is it? I mean, this is something that, that is... That is going to be prolonged maybe. So the thing I'm having to ask myself is, how do I learn to have the bravery and the courage to take one step forward even when my life is not what I thought it, what I think it ought to be or what I want it to be? I wish we could vote some of this off the island, don't you? How many? Yeah. Okay. As a man thinking. Yeah. So is okay. In the fourth chapter of this book, Paul tells us what to think. Okay. Very good, Rich. Thank you. Thank you. You'd love to be able to vote some of this stuff off the island. We can just kind of have a night where we just say we're going to cast out all your bad situations, and we're going to start. We'll start. Uh, We'll start over here against the wall, and y'all just name your bad situations, and we'll make them all go away in one Wednesday night. I would love to do that. <laughs> I can get over the embarrassment of naming a few of, of mine in our family if it would mean they would just go away. But that's not our life, is it? Our life is, to, is how in the world do you navigate this when, like Paul, I mean, you think he wanted to be in prison? When, like Paul, you're in, you're in a situation that you're just having to deal with. 
Look on your sheet if you would. Turn it over. Number four. That's where I want to spend the rest of the time now. And Reggie alluded to one of these a moment ago. Um, some next steps. Um, I don't mean this when I, when I break these up like this. I don't mean this in a formula sense at all. But I think it might be helpful as Paul makes these closing remarks in the book of Philippians, and they're very passionate remarks, I think it might be helpful just to pay attention to them. And the problem is not that we don't know this, right? You're not going to walk away from here going, wasn't that great? I didn't know Philippians 4 was there. You've heard this and heard this and heard this. The problem is we're not sure it's going to work or we go other routes. We'll get back to that chair in a minute, by the way. Number one, I, I, I want to rejoice, and I want to rejoice in the nearness of God. I want to rejoice that God is near. Uh, we just read this, five and six. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all in the way you handle things. The Lord is near. How could that be helpful in terms of just helping me navigate life? Just just knowing that the Lord is near. How could that be helpful? I don't have to feel like I'm on my own or alone. You've been lost before? Got lost in Safeway one time. You know you grew up with Castle Linda, didn't you? We, we both grew up in Dallas, Charlie and I did. That Safeway on Buckner there in Pleasant Grove, I lost my mama. I couldn't find her anywhere. I went up and down those aisles. I finally, finally went over to the meat counter, Derek. I found her. She's wearing that green sweater, and I pulled on that green sweater, and a witch turned around. I, I mean, I didn't know who the woman was, but she wasn't my mama, and I screamed. I was probably seven years old, but life without God is terrifying. You just try. I mean, you think this is hard to to be looking around and you're on your own, buddy. And so Paul says, we can rejoice. The Lord is near. And I think I want to remember that. Here's another one. Uh, I just I was thinking about this one this week. I want to I want to pray with thankfulness in every situation. Four and six. Do not be anxious about anything. Well, I'm glad he told us the Lord was near. That's sure going that sure be difficult if he wasn't near. Don't be anxious about anything. Every situation, every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your requests to God. What what does praying, everybody hear this, what does praying in every situation tell you about the way God sees you? What does that tell you? He wants to help. Keep going. It's very good, but keep going. He not only wants to help, but what? He what? He knows what's happening too. He is interested in your situation, not just situations in general, your situation. He's saying, 
bring the situation. The church ought to bring the situations collectively, but individually we do as well. Well, I need to know that. Y'all ever just apologize for bothering God? Dear Lord, I'm back again. Uh, you know, and you almost kind of feel like you want to hang your head. And, and he said, no, 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 no. In every situation, you present your prayers and petitions to me. I am deeply interested in your life. Now, all this is for the glory and honor of God, okay? Look at number three. Uh, deliberately think about what is noble. This is what you mentioned a while ago, Reggie. What is noble, right, etc. Look at eight. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, let your thinking be there. Think about these things. Sir, I believe it is. It's a filter. Think about these things, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let me ask you this. How intentional do you have to be toward doing this, toward this kind of thinking? There's, I'm not at, there's not a gotcha there, but I'm just curious. What, what would you say? How In your own life, how intentional do you have to be to keep your thinking along these lines? Very. Would you all agree with that? Some of us? Yeah. I was listening to somebody talk the other day, and they were talking about starting the day. And you ever be listening to somebody and you think, they're talking directly to me. I kind of, I got into this habit. I'd read my Bible and then I'd immediately start reading a bunch of that junk in the online. You know, who said what? You know, what Trump say? What Pelosi say? Well, all that stuff, you know. And just, I'd read that mess and, and read, you know, uh, oh. I don't want to start off my day reading about some all this mess and who did what to who. I think I want to start off by focusing a little bit more on the kind of thinking I need today. Some of these are just the characteristics we need a little. We need a little tune. That's okay. Uh, this is the characteristics of, of God. Now, I still read the news and watch the news and all that, but I want to wait until I get my thinking on straight. Does that make any sense? And so one of the things, if, as you navigate life, one of the things I want to make sure is that I'm, I'm, I'm starting my day, I'm, 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 I'm navigating my day, and I've been intentional about where my head is. Now look at the fourth one for just a minute. Depend on him to provide strength. 10 through 14. This is familiar. I rejoice greatly. What time is it? Ooh. Uh, I rejoice greatly. Uh, jump down to, well, let me just read it all. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, 
and know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content. Well, let's, Paul, lock it up and sell it at Walmart. I mean, people will buy this. How in the world do you live as a content person? In any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this. I can learn to, 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 I can learn to deal with life when I'm doing pretty good financially. I can learn to deal with life when things are kind of thin around the house. I can learn to, to navigate life through him who gives me strength. Uh, used to lead this group. I did this for six or seven years, and it's all young ministers, and they would come to our home in central Texas, and we'd spend the whole day together. And so these, uh, uh, most of them are young preachers, and so uh, one day we're seated around our, our dining room, and, and uh, we had some, either something Charlotte cooked or some meal brought in or something, and our, we were around the dining room table because our kitchen table wasn't big enough for this group, and we're, we're, we're there, and I heard one of the chairs crack. And the guy sitting on the chair, he wasn't a real big fella. I mean, it wasn't that. He, he, I don't know if he just twisted wrong or what, but the thing cracked. Well, the other guy, they, they loved it. You're killing their chairs. You know, they're going on. So fast forward a couple of months. Charlotte's now there. She's out of school. She's there. And it's another one of those Tuesdays. We met once a month. Another one of those Tuesdays. We're all seated around the dining room table. And if the same guy does not get in another chair and it cracks, those, the rest of those guys love that. Well, the truth is, you could look at all those dining room chairs at this point, and there are two that are not like the others. Because we had not, we sure hadn't repaired the other one, and now we got another one that's probably cracked. But they kind of looked alike. When you think about God, it's not like dining room chairs where God's good for some people but not good for others. You know, I can put all my weight on this chair. I could stand on this chair, except if I did, somebody would take my picture and be on Facebook before we left here. But I could put all my weight on this chair and it holds me. Now, I may be so confident in that chair that I just walk over here and flop down in it like my grandkids do, just flop. On the other hand, I could be over here and I could be thinking, I don't know. I just don't know if I ought to sit down. Maybe it won't hold me. Maybe it will. And I kind of go over here and I kind of gingerly sit. God is like this chair. Whether I'm just totally confident or a bit hesitant, God will hold me up. God's enough. You know what I'm saying? There are times when your faith is just rock solid. You know, my goodness. You, some of you, you take one step forward, you're ready to leap forward. And there are others of us, man, we're, we're doing good to stand up today, much less take a step forward. We're going to try to take a step forward. Do you know God is, God is strong even when my trust, even when at times I struggle? You know what I'm saying? God doesn't change. 
Now he says here, Paul says, I can do all of this, this, this business of being content, whether my bank account looks pretty good or whether I better not write that check because I'm afraid it's going to bounce. Uh, God can, can help me experience a kind of contentment that transcends the circumstances. Now, I'm, t- I'm saying this on faith because the human part of me wants to object. Because I keep thinking, Jay, I keep thinking it's the circumstances. That's what it's about. Get yourself some good circumstances. That's how you have a good life. That's not what he says here. He says, I've had good circumstances. I've had bad circumstances. But God is able to allow me to experience a kind of contentment. Now, my filter, your filter, starts uh, with how I see life. And it seems like in, in the book of Philippians, we're being pointed to Jesus Christ, that death, burial, resurrection, that life of Christ where he came as a servant And we're learning how to kind of see things through a new filter, you know? Does that make any sense? Now, this gets complicated. You say, that's hard. Of course it is. It is hard. But some of the best things in life are hard. But in all of the hard stuff... God doesn't go away, and, and, and God is able, able to get us through this. We learn to be brave, changing our thinking and trusting in the one who helps us deal with those circumstances. Does that make any sense? Well, y'all been very patient. I think I've talked too much. Oh. Well, can we pray for a minute, and then we'll go? Uh, Lord, uh, even reading some of these texts, Lord, uh, I'm just reminded as to how much I personally need to hear this again and would hope that this would be helpful to a few of us or many of us in this class and some of us who are listening to this recording. Um. In all of this, Lord, we would like to honor you, whether in life or death, and glorify you in, the, in our bodies. Uh, when we get up in the morning, O oh Lord, may our thinking, may we be attentive to our thinking. And uh, we pray, O oh Lord, that we would go through the day uh, looking at people and situations uh, in a way that uh, reflects that, that we're you through your son.